You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 102 of the Patriot Review. I'm glad you are here. Today I've got just an awesome in-depth interview with Jerry Perna, who is the aunt of Matt Perna. If you follow the story, uh, Matt was at the Capitol on January 6th. He was, again, politically persecuted by really the fascist leftists out there that are trying to shove their new world order down our throats. And uh, Matt uh, ended up committing suicide. And it's a tragic story of a guy who had the biggest heart. And you're going to hear all that. Um, what I want to get to first is uh, just a few things to, to announce and clean up. And then um, I want to go back to January 6th and the aftermath. And the show is going to be a little longer because I do have everything. I have this in-depth interview, like I said, and we talk about January 6th, but we also talk about the other stuff that's going on in our country right now that we really need to push back on nonviolently, of course. I hate the fact that you always got to say that if you're on the right, but nonviolently, of course, and the uh, it's important to go through the lies and I call it the Reichstag fire. I believe I was the first to call it that, the American Reichstag fire. And it's a false flag event, but there are so many other things that the media hid and covered up that I've covered in previous episodes, and I'm going to show you several video clips to really um, put back into your mind what was really going on at that time. Now, it's been over two years uh, and, you know, a lot of people have moved on, unfortunately, because we still have people who are being persecuted in uh, our jails and the gulags, really. And we've talked about that a number of times, but we really haven't expanded into, you know, what the total impact is, whether it's, you know, um, someone who really was only affected uh, for a short period of time. They still generally lost their jobs. They still, you know were away from their kids. They still, you know, maybe uh, suffered in their communities and their names, they were destroyed by this, this fascist propaganda arm, uh, the media, and by this, um, you know, demonic and satanic is the only word for it, um, regime that is trying to destroy our country from within. So before I get to that, though, I wanted to say if you missed the memorial service for Diamond, you can find it, I'm sure, on Frank's Beach, and you can find it. Um, I know ISBN played it, and Real America's Voice uh, streamed it as well. Uh, worth a watch, definitely. It was moving, and, of course, uh, my condolences to anybody that was affected by her passing, whether you never met her or not. Uh, she certainly had a great voice in the conservative movement and especially for blacks. And I was really, um, I was really honored to see or humbled, I guess is a better word to see the impact that diamond and silk have had to, to people that they've come into contact with. And of course there's always the negative people out there, but definitely worth a watch. So check that out. Also, just uh, last week, I mentioned that I am now an official uh, Charter Media member for Voices Against Trafficking, and you're going to be hearing more about that coming up. 
Um, I'm going to be hopefully writing a piece for them and just got that text before I came on this show, which is awesome. And, you know, we'll be working on some projects to, to bring more attention to this tragedy that's going on and only actually encouraged by the Biden regime with the lack of border security. And that is namely trafficking minors for sex. Um, terrible thing that we don't really talk about enough, in my opinion. The children, I mentioned that on last week's show, where does all this stuff actually come home to rest? Where does it reside? Who does it impact the most? And if you think about this, and I want you to you know, slow down and think about this stuff that we're talking about. If you think about it, who suffers the most? It's always the children. Whether we're talking about traffic or the COVID protocols killing people or the fact that COVID was purposely released in the first place or the vaccines, kids are losing their parents, young younger people are dropping dead. And of course, you know that whole thing if you've watched the show. And so trafficking is, is a topic that needs more attention, in my opinion, and it's only gotten worse because of, excuse me, the regime's uh, border, the lack of border control. Um, want to tell you that uh, you can go to mypillow.com slash TPR and use the code TPR. Right now, there's all kinds of awesome savings going on for you. I use their products, as I say in the ads, and I absolutely love them. You can help support me and all my efforts. I'm working on two documentaries. One is actually a docuseries, five episodes or six episodes, depending on how it pans out. The other one is uh, one I'll talk about at the end of the show, and so you can support me and at the same time support Mike Lindell and all of his employees by purchasing something with the code TPR at MyPillow.com slash TPR. And of course, in these times, financial concerns are growing and growing as inflation grows and grows, and the the, uh, the hostile regime that we have is now destroyed our um, self-sufficiency in energy and <laughs> and many other fronts. But if you want a place to go to get some financial advice and you want to buy some gold and silver, which obviously is looking for the long term, you can do that. You can go to Kirk Elliott, Kirk Elliott, two L's and two T's in the in the last name Elliott, Kirk Elliott, PhD.com slash The Patriot Review. You type it all together with no underscores or, or spaces or anything. So com slash The Patriot Review. Uh, so check that out. Again, today's episode is loaded. It's going to be a little longer. And um, we're going to let you see the interview itself in its entirety. First, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to get into what really was going on on January 6th. We'll be right back. I'm trusting the white coat. I'm trusting that you know what you're doing. My dad's yelling at them to reverse what they did. My mom's screaming to save our little girl. Are you not seeing her because she has Down syndrome? No doctor or nurse stepped foot in that room. They all stayed stationary in that hallway. And the fact that we're yelling and they're telling us that she had DNR and not acting on it, we had no knowledge or consent until when we were asking them to save her. And not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. A DNR bracelet was never put on Grace. Because if one was put on her, I would have called my parents as soon as I saw that to ask them what the heck is going on. 
Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. All right, so we're going to get into the January 6th stuff. One thing that I do want to tell you is that there is some language, and um, you have to, hopefully, you are going to be able to um, uh, get any young ones out of the room before that. So I give you some fair warning here. And really the first interview, or the first um, video clip that I have, isn't necessarily January 6th, but it goes to the the attacks on those of us who are really truly American patriots who believe in the Constitution, who are colorblind, and they they over and over again say that, you know, the so-called summer of love with BLM and, and Antifa, you know, that um, we are the racists, especially white guys like me who wear baseball hats, um, and I'm especially hated if I wear a Trump baseball hat, and I'm a white supremacist and all this BS. And... One of the things I loved about Diamond's memorial service or celebration of life, I should say, was that um, here you have on stage her family, and they're, they're showing their support and, and outwardly stated their support for uh, President Trump, for the MAGA movement. And, you know, the, the real truth is the media doesn't give attention to what really is going on. And what really is going on is that the, the majority of Americans have woken up and understand that all of this is just attacking from all different sides to try to destroy our country. And I really believe that. And the, so the, the the whole narrative of, you know, you're racist because you're a MAGA person is absolutely insane and ridiculous. We saw who the true racists were during that summer of love when they pulled the white guy out of the truck and beat him for being white when people were assaulted for trying to protect their businesses because they were white or because they were Asian, you know, so we know better. Uh, but I've got a little video montage that I put together. I've shown before, but I want to, uh, I want to share it with you. So we'll, we'll be right back after this. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. 
Your kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a I'm not joking. Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. This clip, a young girl catches Biden's attention. He then asks the six-year-old girl if she's 17. How old are you, 17? Oh, six. Face ...before her mother draws attention to the camera. Then strokes her hair and kisses her again. He then grabs on her face and hair again. We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Yeah, so there you have it. You and I, of course, we are the ones who... who are the racists. And um, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yet, you know, you don't see that kind of stuff. Uh, having any impact on the media and what they do, what they talk about. So there's another video that I have, and this one is is January 6th related specifically. And um, it has to do with the amount of times that they called us, um, you know, the, the violent ones, insurrectionists and, and that, even though we know the true insurrection was the election in 2020. And... Um, so they, they they like to say that we're dangerous, right? The DOJ says that we're the ones that are, are dangerous and ones to watch and ones to be afraid of and everything else. But this video that I put together, I, uh, it is a collage of, um, of statements in comparison. And I want you to watch this. I'm not going to uh, make it full screen because it's, it's uh, the graphics are, or the quality of the video is a little poor. So... I will just uh, put it on here and you can watch it. I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? He said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Anymore, anywhere. 
and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before election day in November and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. You get the idea there that um, I'm trying to make and I went into, you know, comparing Trump's speech where he says we're going to walk down and uh, peacefully uh, and patriotically make our voices heard. And that's all he said. And of course, they didn't uh, they didn't show that part as they continued to uh, drive the false narrative. Now, you got Maxine Waters, who, you know, she's 950 years old and she's a dried up old uh, demon and she gets away with saying some things that you know none of us would ever get away. As a matter of fact, we'd probably go to jail if we threatened her in that way. We would. And um, it's just disgusting. And Nancy Pelosi, I mean, have another bottle of wine, Nancy. No one believes you, and you are you need to go. And these people, we need to turn these people over more because in the end, it's our fault. We're the ones that put them in office, right? So, I mean, American citizens, that is not us, but. American citizens that put them in the office need to you know, wake up and take responsibility for that. So that is um, that is the uh, the just of the situation, I guess. Where anything they accuse us of, they're doing, and you've probably heard that on a million other shows because that's the case. But I want to start with something maybe a little more positive before we go into the rest of these videos here. O oh, beautiful or spacious skies, or amber waves of grain, or purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. The America I know is a land of freedom. America is a land of equal treatment under the law. Despite what the New World Order fascists in Washington, D.C. have said or done, the majority of Americans still hold strong to what America is supposed to be. We know we are the majority. We Americans have not and will not forget that our freedoms are given to us by God and not by the elites of the Uniparty. We demand that the treasonous behavior of these despotic criminals be stopped and that they be brought to trial. We know we will prevail. We Americans believe in resolving our conflicts peacefully. No matter how much they label us as the terrorists, as they destroy our country and defile our constitution, the very act of terrorism. As such, we know who the real terrorists are. We will not become violent because we know that is what they want. We know that they will use such actions as an excuse to further attack our freedoms. The Uniparty and their propaganda arm, the media, have failed. Millions of us are awake 
and we demand that the lies be exposed. We demand that the real coup be exposed. We demand the real insurrection, which occurred on November 3rd of 2020, be exposed. Yes, contrary to their narrative, we just want to be left alone to pursue our happiness, enjoy our freedoms, and to leave our country a better place for our children and grandchildren. This is a look at everyday Americans who showed up as proud Americans on January 6th only to be murdered by their government. They were not violent insurrectionists. They did not die from drug overdoses or sudden cardiac arrests unrelated to the events that day. So that was a show promo for episode 57 with Kara Castronova, as you saw. As I mentioned in the, the opening of the show, it's not just the people who tragically died on January 6th that are suffering the consequences. Matt Perna is a perfect example of that. How, how the demonic and satanic treatment of American citizens who love their country had terrible, terrible co uh, consequences that a lot of people don't even know about. And that's what we're here today to, to shed some light on in, in this interview. And as I said, it's an in-depth interview um, I'm going to show you some clips now. Now, this first one uh, I found really interesting, and I'm I'm the only one that plays this to to my knowledge. And um, I've shared it a couple times. I'm going to share it again. This is on January 6th, and this is a gentleman talking about what he saw roll up to the Capitol. And one marked state trooper vehicle. Two black SUVs, there's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted, four Antifa shuttle buses right here front and center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the that guy, he had his lights on. They were coming, and then there's the ones up front too. They escorted, and each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. Check this out, watch, watch. Here's the black, here's the black SUVs up front. And let's wait till you see who Wow, they freaking brought damn Antifa here. They escorted them here. You got to be lights flashing. You got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You guys share this video, please. You got to be kidding me. On video. I watched him do it. Hell no, bro. This is not America. That is something that should never happen, but it did. Um, also that day, uh, there were barricades being moved by Capitol Police, the Capitol Police on camera, waving people into the building. And when people did enter the building, the Capitol Police are on video not even attempting, not even saying anything to the people that are entering the building. And I've made this point a hundred times. 
if I'm going to Washington, D.C., and it's my first or second or even third time and or even 12th time, I don't know, if, if a Capitol Police officer is waving me in and moved the barricades, what am I supposed to think? It is it is our house. It's a people's house. And if the Capitol Police are waving you in, then why would you think that you're going to end up spending two years in prison or being politically persecuted for it? So this video shows uh, the people coming in. And they notice the Capitol Police on the sides of the hallway as they enter. So there you have it. I mean, there's there's a lot more videos out there that show the same type of thing. Um, you know, the, the people just uh, being allowed to come in with with um, no attempt uh, in, on the part of any of the Capitol Police to to get in their way or stop them. And yet we end up with this tragic result of people being in prison, people being politically persecuted and the consequences that I've discussed already. And the uh, the interview that you're going to see with uh, Jerry coming up is uh, it's heartbreaking, quite honestly. But um, it needs to be shown, and people need to be they need to be told the story. So another video that I have here is a look at the outside of the Capitol when the flashbangs were starting to be used, and um, the fact that there was no need for those to be used. right there and there's nothing happening at the time to warrant that two men died because of that this is uh this is um miss boylan who was um beaten you can see her on the ground there was beaten mercilessly of uh, mercilessly by a capitol police officer and Rosanna is just on the ground, not doing anything. Yet the beating continues, and you can see the stick coming down on her. And this is, you know, this is a definite, uh, this is a definite murder in uh, my mind. So, um, hopefully, as the video is released, and you know, the step one for the Republicans should have been to insist on 
um, people being released from jail for for these ridiculously trumped up uh, charges, and you know it's it's sickening. So um, another video that I have here is going to be. There she was asking for for help. So there's the the, the photo of her actually punching the guy. And these police officers all leave. And he's looking in, and, and what you can't see right now is that there's a couple of police officers with his right there. You just, just a, a glimpse of it. And those police officers are now gone. And then, of course, Ashley comes up into the window, and she is murdered again a murder and um it's absolutely heartbreaking and absolutely disgusting and um that's where we're at with with that today so again the videos as they come out are going to be showing more and more and more of this but i guarantee you that the media will find something else to focus on and that way they'll have an excuse not to tell the truth once again and unfortunately that's the world we live in today that we have to just not accept and we have to stand against so we'll be right back with the in-depth interview with jerry perno we don't just need food we need to eat food with a high nutritional value who wants to just survive food shortages let's thrive in times of adversity and lack Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. I'd like to welcome to the show Jerry Perna, who is the aunt of Matt Perna, who has been, um, you've been on and, and talked about Matt's life, his, his legacy and um, talking about January 6th and the travesty of justice that that was and is still. And um, so we're, we're going to talk today about Matt in particular and talk about what you want people to know about this whole situation and really spend this time talking about what we need to do or, or be thinking as Americans based on what we've seen over the past couple of years. So Sorry for being long-winded, but welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Thank you. So, you know, I first saw you speak at um, one of President Trump's rallies, and it, while I was aware of January 6th, I think what gets lost in the story sometimes is um, we talk a lot about the one, the people that are still being victimized as political prisoners but we don't talk a lot about people like matt who you know this this really has just destroyed the life of matt and everybody around him has had to pay the price for the heavy-handed um attack on our constitution by the government so 
what is your what is your primary message to people out there who really aren't paying attention to this? Well, <clears throat> what happened to Matt, and to to recap that he was arrested um, and charged with misdemeanors for walking into the people's house on January sixth. He didn't touch anything. He didn't break anything, steal anything. He was in there ten minutes. He had his cell phone in his hand and he recorded on Facebook Live, and he left. And um, about a week or so later, it came to my attention that there were um, photographs on the FBI website of people they were looking for. And out of curiosity, I clicked on the link. I scrolled down, and my heart sank when I saw my nephew's picture on that site. We made him aware of it very early in the morning that day. And he called the FBI himself at 8 a.m. And he really thought this was just a huge misunderstanding. And that once he explained everything, you know, it would be water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. And so the FBI came out to listen to his story and he told them and they were all very cordial and 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 polite. And they said, well, if we have anything else we need to um we need to ask any questions about we'll be in touch. And a week later they came and arrested him and um, they charged him with the misdemeanors. But then a couple weeks later is when it got very serious because they, uh, the DOJ turned around and charged 240 people with the felony charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. And Matt was one of those 240. And that's when it got just to be a nightmare of epic proportions. He had retained an attorney and his attorney, crazy enough, was a Democrat, but he had 42 years of criminal justice experience. And Matt had, um, he had faith that this man was going to defend him to the best of his ability. Um, early on, I started feeling like he wasn't going to defend him to the best of his ability, ability but Matt was adamant that he was going to stick with him. His lawyer kept telling him every week, don't worry, I've got this, I've got this. This is going to be a slap on the wrist. Well, as time progressed and Matt was watching how the other trials um, and situations with the other J6ers were playing out, he grew more and more afraid. And um, he had reached the point where he was kind of on a path of self-destruction. He used to be very um, conscious about what he ate, very healthy. Uh, a runner, ve vegetarian, the whole bit, and he just started doing whatever. He just seemed to lose this will to care. And um, the delays and postponements were probably the hardest thing because every time he had a hearing scheduled, it was delayed or postponed at the very last minute. So he would gear himself up mentally for it, only to find out that it had been canceled for weeks. And it just added to his his anguish. It added to his anxiety, and his mental state was de deteriorating before our eyes. And um, as time went on, December had rolled around that year, and Matt told his attorney, because the DOJ was not willing to make any plea bargains whatsoever, every time they took it to the table, they were denied. Um, he told his attorney, I need this to be over as quickly as possible. Um, his attorney says, well, you're probably looking at a six to 12 month sentence if you plead guilty. And Matt pretty much accepted that. And he even started 
studying up on life in a federal prison camp and what it was like and what he could do to pass the time. And he actually had accepted this and said, you know, I can make, I can turn a positive out of this. I can teach the inmates so that they can get their GED. I can help, you know, I can work on my next degree because he was very educated. He says, I can turn this into a positive. So six to 12 months was what we were looking at up until a week before the sentencing hearing. And Matt um, had a bad feeling about March the 3rd, which was the date of his hearing. It was the anniversary of his mom's death. And he called his attorney and he said, I, I just don't have a good feeling about that day. And that's when his attorney said, well, I have bad news for you. They're postponing your hearing until April Fool's Day. And they're looking to add a terrorism enhancement. Now, we're not sure if Matt knew at the time. I'm sure he did, but he never shared it with us because he didn't want to hurt his dad, especially. And because um, his health is, is not good and he didn't want he didn't want to harm him. But we found out um, that it was a four to six year sentence possibility if the if the DOJ um, imposed it and the judge accepted it. And that Friday, February 25th, um, my brother called me and told me I needed to come home to Pennsylvania, that Matt had hung himself in his garage. And our life has never been the same since. And we didn't, we didn't expect the outpouring of love that we got at the funeral from strangers, not from community, but from strangers, people as far as Ireland and Antarctica, wow. South Africa, that sent condolences to the to the funeral home, which that kind of brings me into this. We did not receive any condolences from any Congress people or senators up until I heard from Congressman Louis Gohmert from Texas. I mean, you cannot tell me that they didn't hear about Matt if people in Ireland and, and Poland and, and Antarctica right. heard about it. Of you course can't they, tell me that our Congress didn't. Of course they did. Of course. That's, that's been that's been another tra tragic story about this whole thing, Is to me anyway. Um, it's also shocked me, you know, not only Congress, but the citizens of the United States in general, now, why is it on our side, the Christian right or the right middle right or or whatever you want to say, um, we don't seem to show up like the other side does. And I think that there is this probably this this attempt to uh, you know create fear in us, and that certainly is what a lot of this I think was about, right? Oh, I think that you're you hit the nail on the head. It was to instill fear in the American public so they wouldn't speak out and they can continue pushing their agenda, whether it be the transgender or critical race theory or all of this other garbage that they're shoving our faces in. But if you you know, if you see what happened to the J Sixers, you'll think twice about opening right. your mouth. Right. Well, you know what what really upsets me and there's so much going on right now that upsets me and they're doing all that on purpose i think to overwhelm us but um what upsets me is right on video 
you know, we can see Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered in cold blood, basically, and Roseanne Boyland and the, and the gentleman, you know, with the flashbangs and all of it. I mean, they're, they're, when you look at the event itself, I mean, common sense would tell you that this basically is what I call the American rice dog fire. This is nothing but a false flag event. This is nothing but a way to try to to take our rights away, make our, our constitution, um, you know, a, a an old and unimportant document as they work towards the new world order is what I believe. But, um, you know, I think one of the things that I really wanted to ask you and to, to talk to you about and to have you talk to is putting a, putting the humanity in Matt and letting people know that it's not just a news story. I mean, Matt is, from what I read and I, uh, looking at his obituary, which was done very well, you know, um, he really had a full life and the American people just seem not to stop and let things sink in. Um, you know, Matt, Matt did have a very full life. Matt was the type of person that he was up for anything. I don't care what it was. If somebody was going to a concert or to a sporting match or to um, a health seminar, I don't care what it was. Matt was the person that said, yeah, I'll go. He was always ready for something. He loved to travel. He was ready for an adventure. He traveled all over the place. Matt would rather give a experience as a gift than a wrapped present. And that's kind of what he did. It was usually tickets to go somewhere or a trip when he gave, when he gave gifts, that's what they were. And um, he had a vibrance about him. He had an excitement about him. See, when Matt moved, when Matt graduated college from Penn state, he took a regular nine to five job for a couple of years, a couple of different companies. And it just wasn't Matt. Matt needed the freedom to go. He needed he needed to move. So he started doing other things. And he found out about teaching English in foreign countries. And he went and got certified. And he started his first contract in Thailand, where he was there for a little over a year. And he just made tons of friends. Some of those students that he taught in elementary continued staying in touch with him throughout the years. He talked to them, the teachers he met, the relationships he formed. Then from Thailand, he went to South Korea, and he was there for over two years before his mom got sick with leukemia. And Matt was always, you know, in into the health-conscious scene, mm -hmm. but when his mom got leukemia, that's when he kicked it into high gear. I called him on the phone. I said, Matt, I think you need to come home. And he did. He canceled his contract. He came home to help with his mom. And he really dove into holistic cures for cancer. And like, for instance, one of them was alkaline water mm -hmm. and how he believed in the alkaline water, drinking as much alkaline water to take the acidity, lower the acidity in your body and the acidity causes cancer. So Matt purchased a um, Kangen water filtration system that produced alkaline water. I mean, it was like five or six thousand dollars for this thing, but he purchased it and he wanted his mom to drink this water. And then he started looking at CBD oils for 
for pain management. And um, he just dove into it completely. And his mom had a bone marrow transplant. She was doing great. She was healing. Um, she was pretty much out of the woods. And she went to, she had to only go in like every two weeks for an appointment, had her blood work done, had to be given blood. She was given tainted blood and died 12 hours later. This is after them, re, you know, getting like this glowing report. They were actually going to go to Europe and visit the person who was the bone marrow transplant donor. Wow. And this rug got pulled out for me underneath. So after she passed, Matt felt he couldn't just leave his dad and his brother. He couldn't leave and go back to South Korea. So he stayed in Sharpsville, Pennsylvania. And it's an old steel town. That area is deader than a doornail. I mean, there's nothing going on. People that leave high school, they go to college and they move somewhere else. But Matt just felt like he had an obligation here to his dad and he decided to start networking and he built a business out of CBD oil and alkaline water. He was making six figures, but not only that, there were people who couldn't afford the Kangen water machine. There were people who couldn't afford the CBD products that he sold. And I'm here to tell you, Jeff, he would give the products to people who couldn't afford it. If they, if they were a cancer patient, and he felt like this alkaline water was going to help them. Matt literally went out and bought gallons and gallons or dozens of gallon containers and delivered the water to people's homes for nothing. He did this for years just so they could help, could benefit from something they probably couldn't afford. That's the type of person he was. I mean, he was the person you went to when you were down and you needed to have somebody lift you up. He was that person. Right. And they, they stole that spirit from him. The human spirit is very fragile. It's strong though, but it's fragile. And they stole it and they crushed it to the point where he didn't feel he had any, any reason to live. And sadly, I mean, there's, you know, you, Matt is, is uh, a very given giving person and everything that you explained, I think anybody would respect. And I think anybody can see a, a, a guy, a man who is um, not so self-absorbed, like I think a lot of our society is right. And, right. Um, and, and they destroyed that and they did so with malice. Right. And they did so for a nefarious objective and, then they have all the the tools, all of the um, useful idiots, as has been said, you know, in the media, um, destroying people and attacking people. And I know that, you know, that, that there was that as well. And again, you know, the problem is the problem really our our government and and what they're doing, or is it people? aren't paying attention and, and allowing them to do it to do it and that's kind of where where i'm at today is you know yes the government is um is to blame and treating people terribly but how did we get here and here you have a guy who was you know a good person and who was giving and who cared about other people very genuinely and showed it 
and that part of the story gets completely lost, doesn't it? Well, it does. And the thing about it is this. Um, you mentioned that I had spoken at a, at a Trump rally. And when I um, when I was backstage, Jim Jordan was in line ahead of me to um, talk to get his picture taken with President Trump. And somebody in my in my group went up to him and asked him if he had ever heard of Matthew Perna. And he said no. And she said, how could you not know who Matthew Perna was? He grew up 15 minutes from this is when we were in um, Youngstown, Ohio. He grew up 15 minutes from the stadium. How could, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, how could people across the world have heard of Matthew Perna? But Jim Jordan didn't. I, I couldn't believe that. And I don't believe that he didn't hear about him. I think the thing with our people in government is they don't want to talk about January 6th. Either way, not in a negative light or a positive light. They don't want to. They don't want to make that mistake like Ted Cruz did when he called the J6ers terrorists in January of last year, mm -hmm. and then he got backlash for it. They just ignore it completely. Well, you can't ignore the fact that my nephew had existed. You can't ignore the fact that you didn't do anything to help any of the J6ers up to this point. You know they've let this go on, and they let the media, which controls everything carry this narrative that it was an insurrection, an insurrection with no weapons. Yeah, ridiculous. That's a joke. It is a joke. Um, so there, this is not the only story either. I mean, there's, there's other families that this has happened to. And there's actually one Jeff that we'll never know who they were after Matt killed himself. Somebody sent me an email and, um, he didn't give me any names of the person, but his neighbor was at January 6th. And when he found out that his picture was on the FBI website, he shot himself in the head the same day. We will never know how many other people did this because they knew their life was going to be on display for the entire world to see as they raked them through the coals. Right. And so we don't know how many people have taken their own life at this point. But I can tell you this, I get phone calls and emails from people who are going through the same exact thing my family went through. Their daughter or their son or husband went to January 6th and now their life is in turmoil and they are also contemplating suicide. Their loved ones are in fear of that. Mm -hmm. And I have to, you know, I, I can't, you know, I'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound weird. I really don't blame my nephew for what he did. I don't. It broke our hearts. But I was never once angry at him for doing this. Because I'll be honest, if I were in his shoes, I may have taken the same route. Yeah, I think that's what people identify with. As they see, you know, the people who are paying attention see what's being done to people and how they're being destroyed and their families are being destroyed. And it's not just about that particular person gets gets uh, their lives exposed and gets raked through the coals. I mean, it's them, their friends, their families, people that they worked with. I mean, it, the the media doesn't just stop at that that person, do they? I mean, they they attack no. everybody that that person has had anything to do with. We received hate mail. I'm sure. In the actual mail, we receive emails every time I do a podcast. I get these horrendous emails sent to me. I answer every email that I receive, so I don't I don't ignore my my emails, and I open every one. And I'm just 
disgusted at the evil that is out there. There are heartless, soulless people wandering this earth that take the time to kick somebody when they're down and to take something like what we've gone through and mock us and make fun of it. You have to be a special kind of evil. Agreed. There's way too much of that out there, but um, what do you do yourself? I mean, when you, when you, when you get through that, I mean, what do you do to, um, to drive yourself forward and, continue to just believe that there there isn't necessarily an end but what keeps you going and telling the story of, of Matt and his life and and well, what makes you what makes you um, work your way through those contacts and those people who like you said are basically just plain evil well it's it's basically anger that drives me I'm angry People say, oh, you're so strong, Jerry. I, I don't feel like I'm a strong person. I've become the spokesperson for our family, obviously, mm-hmm. because um, Matt's dad just, he doesn't want anything to do with speaking out. He's He's been run through the ringer. The man can't take anymore. So anger drives me. And then at the same time, there needs to be change. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy to watch their loved one go through this torture. but you know, I'm an I'm an outspoken person, but right now, if you speak out at a at a council meeting or a school board meeting, you may find yourself arrested for that. Mm-hmm. It's not the same world we used to live in. Freedom of speech isn't free anymore. And so I continue speaking out. One of the things that right now they're working on is before Louis Gohmert finished his term, he drafted the Matthew Lawrence Perna Act of 2022. It is a bill that needs to be it needs to be brought to the attention of the American people. It's a bill that eliminates the chance for somebody who commits misdemeanor nonviolent crimes to have excessive jail sentences, deny their due process. The chance of a sentencing enhancement will be illegal. That's just, this is what a sentencing enhancement essentially is. You plead guilty to charges A, B, and C, and you're going to go before the judge and you're going to get your sentence, which your lawyer is pretty pretty savvy as far as knowing what it will be before you go in there. But they've decided to add a sentencing enhancement. So they use the hearing in front of the judge to influence the judge's decision on what your punishment should be. And at that point, there's no more arguing. There's no more case here. You've already pled guilty. They're just trying to influence the judge at the very last second. So that sentencing enhancement would be illegal with the Matthew Perna bill. And um, right now, I have come to find out that only one congressperson co-signed the bill, and that is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I am on a mission now to make sure that every last Republican senator, congressperson is aware of the bill because um, they need to know that they did nothing to help. Not Matt's situation and not the 900, almost 1,000 other people who've been arrested. This is their chance to redeem themselves and push this bill through so that Matt didn't die in vain. So that's become my mission with this. And I'm also raising money 
for the Matthew Perna Foundation because I told you what a giving spirit Matt was. Mm -hmm. Our foundation has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. It is about helping your fellow man. And I'd like to have this foundation up and running by the end of this year. Um, it's not easy to start a 501c3. I'm getting some help on the side. But um, one humanitarian project a year in Matt's name is what I plan to do. And I want a pardon. I want a pardon from a real president. Not this guy that's in there right now. A real president. I want Matt's name pardoned. Right. I mean, the guy that's in there now wasn't even elected. But So no. where do people go to to find out about both of those efforts? Well, I'm going to be updating the website in the next couple of days because I'm waiting on um, Congressman Gomert's team to uh, give me a brief, a brief description of the bill so people understand. And we're going to update it. And we're going to ask people to call their congressman and, and make them aware of the situation. But they can do all of this on www.rememberingmattperna.com. Okay, awesome. So that is rememberingmattperna.com. And you said that'll be a few days, maybe a week. I, you know, people need to go and and check that out. And well, the get, site is, is open now. I mean, you right, can see right. and read all yeah. about Matt, but I'm going to be adding the links to contact your Congress people. Okay, gotcha. So people can go now and they can bookmark it, they can follow it, and please do, everybody. I know that um, there is, there's so much going on, like I said, and people are, I think, you know, intentionally overloaded. And um, I guess what I'd say to people is, you know, follow your abilities. I mean, do something, do something that's within your wheelhouse to make a difference on all this stuff, whether it's in Matt Perna's case or COVID and the protocols that are killing people or, Whatever it is, I mean, Americans need to wake up um, and realize that our way of life is slowly sliding into the dustbin of history. <laughs> that That is the absolute truth of it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think I think that, um, you know, I can see that, that you're angry. I absolutely am angry with you, although, you know, I personally haven't suffered anything uh other than just being, you know, kind of ridiculed for what I do, you know, but I mean, um, I think everybody, everybody uh, out there knows and has been affected by, especially at my age, right? Some somebody who has committed suicide, and we like to we like to as a society somehow you know say that that person was defective; they couldn't handle. Uh, what was thrown at them, and I think, well, yeah, that's obvious. the The question is whether or not, in Matt's case, he couldn't handle it. the The question is, why did he have to handle it? And I think that people need to stop being afraid of of um, not what's going to happen to them if they speak up. So, what message do you have for the? The, the people out there in America who, you know, really are awake, but they just haven't taken the first step to be part of the solution to it all. Well, if they're awake and they're not doing anything, then they're not truly awake. 
because they haven't had that fear instilled into them what could happen if they don't start standing up for themselves. And I don't condone violence in any stretch of the, of the word. Right. Um, anybody that committed an actual crime on January 6th, if they hurt somebody or broke something, then I really, I don't have any sympathy here. They, sh they should have known better. But people right now who, who do know what's going on and choose to be silent, really, you're not helping anybody. You're not doing anyone any favors by being silent. You've got to speak out, even if it means a letter to your editor of your local newspaper. If your newspaper isn't, isn't reporting the facts, cancel your subscription. It seems to be the only thing that people listen to anymore is the bottom dollar as far as mm -hmm. companies and corporations. Let your local news stations know you're not happy with the news they're reporting. You have to read out, reach out to your elected officials, not just on, you know, an upper level, but on a local level, because things start at the local level anyway. If you're not going to say anything and you're going to sit there and be complacent, then don't complain about life. Don't complain about our country and our government because you're not doing anything to make a change. And you've got to get rid of that fear because that's what they've instilled in us. That's what I was saying, and you know, in the beginning is it's hard to blame our politics anymore because we're the ones that put them there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, so folks, um, you know, here's another example of really the tyranny that we're, we're living through and living under at the moment. And it's even worse. If you look around other countries, you look at China now and it's, it's hard to really get a lot of information out of China, but what does come out, you know, is just the number of people that are being killed, you know, in the name of, of COVID. And, you know, that whole thing is, is, uh, it's another travesty. It's a, it's a crime against humanity. Uh, and, you know, here we are, I mean, they're purposely doing this. And so please, everybody who, you know, who's out there watching this, you gotta, you gotta wake up, you gotta decide that you, you're going to, take a stand in, you know, as you said, not in a violent manner because we don't do things that way, but um, in a positive manner. What about, what are your feelings on um, faith and the role that faith plays in all this? Well, I've, you know, I'm a born again Christian. Um, Matt and I and I were trying, our entire family were raised Catholic, but we just, you know, we kind of left that way of thinking and Matt read his Bible every day. I mean, every day he was searching, searching for answers. He had a lot of faith in God. I have faith in God too. I know at the end of the day that God is in control. I don't know how much, how much he's going to allow happen before he rains fire down on this earth. But I have a hard time with how much he's allowed happen. Yeah. I miss my nephew. Yeah. I wanted this to be cleaned up before my nephew took his life. So my faith might not be as strong as it used to be. It just. Understood. Too devastating. It's been too devastating. And I don't for the life of me understand why we've had to be put through this. So. I know God's in control, but I question what's going on every day and why it's taking so long. You know, there's so many 
there are so many corrupt, guilty people on this earth that are responsible for J6 and many, many other things that have taken place. When are they going to be held accountable? I don't mean when they stand before God after right. they're dead. On this earth, when are they going to be the ones worried about their next court date? Right, as they should be, and that's what I'm waiting for too. You know, and uh, this is, there are so many people that really have truly committed treason out there in our government and even in even um, non-governmental citizens, you know, and I, what, what bothers me is that it, the dual justice system is so apparent and obvious, but they don't care. No. You know, the well, most look, I mean, right now, Biden right? had con confidential paperwork in his garage next to his car. Right. But yet we're not making a big deal about that. Trump had his, his home raided. Nothing of consequence was found, but the media had a, had a field day with that. Right. Even though he has the the uh, the benefit as being a president, the Pre Presidential Records Act protects him. He mm -hmm. can declassify things. Biden, as a vice president, could not. It doesn't apply to him. And again, you're right. I mean, it's an example of how people are treated differently. I think the, the one that really fits the J6ers are the treatment of the BLM and Antifa rioters who who really were a true insurrection, attacking federal buildings and burning buildings and assaulting and even killing people. Right. And you know, Vice President Harris was, you know, contributing to to their bail and you know, pushing for no bail uh, releases, right? And um we have a couple in uh, St. Louis, who try to protect their home and their attack. And right. you have, you know, the 17-year-old uh, kid who's got people up in his face and he he, he smiles like any 17-year-old who's uncomfortable would smile and he's attacked. You know, and it's just, it seems to be endless. And, um, you know, I, I can hear within you that you know, your your faith has been challenged. You've said that and that you're angry. You know, you said that. Um, what are the what are you seeing that's positive in all this so far? I've reached a lot of people with all of the podcasts and interviews and things that I've done. People who otherwise wouldn't even know. That there are this, there are such a large amount of people awaiting trials for just simply walking in the Capitol. The awareness that has been raised has been positive. I've, I've forged a lot of very, very strong friendships throughout this. Um, Matt's friends, and let me tell you, he had many, many, many friends that have now adopted me as their Aunt Jerry. I'm Aunt Jerry to more people than I could count. I don't think I could have gotten through all of this without them. Um, we had a 5K race in Matt's name this past October in Sharpsville, Pennsylvania. And his friends wanted to put this race together in his memory because Matt loved to run. The outpouring of love from them gave me a boost. It really did. And our entire family. Because we hear stories from people all the time that knew Matt 
and they'll tell us something he did for them that we had no idea. When we were at the funeral home, there was a man that came up and he was just sobbing and I didn't know who he was. None of our family knew him. He was sobbing and he told us that he had been a heroin addict for many years up until the day he met Matt three years before. And he was getting off of heroin and Matt provided him with CBD oil to pretty much ease the transition for him. And he, he, he was indebted to Matt. He said Matt saved his life. And that was another one that Matt provided CBD oil to free of charge because he knew he needed it. And he made this man, his friend, this friend, this man was just completely heartbroken. I talked to this man every day. He texts me almost every day and I'm Aunt Jerry to him. So those are the positive things that have come out of this and raising the awareness for the other J6ers. So Matt's death was not a good thing for the prosecutors in the Department of Justice. That was not a good look for them. Mm -hmm. They know it. They pushed a man too far. Maybe they won't be as likely to push another person. I don't know. I do know that I did talk to the prosecutor on Matt's case after Matt committed suicide. Um, I was sitting here one day going through Matt's case files and I found the prosecutor's phone number and I called him on the phone. Mm, He called me back. I was on a recorded line with witnesses. I don't know what they expected me to do, but I asked him, I said, you you wanted this in sentencing, the sentencing enhancement. I said, do you realize what that did to him? And he says, I'm just here to tell you that there are so many people in our department, meaning the Department of Justice, who felt terrible when Matt killed himself. And I said, it is your department that you work in that caused him to kill himself. Right. He said, if Matt had just waited that month, I don't think the judge would have allowed sentencing enhancement. Asking him to wait another month, do you have any idea the stress Matt would have been under for those 30 days waiting? He couldn't last from Monday to Friday. It's nonsense anyway. I mean, it's crazy. So I told him before I hung up every night when you close your eyes to go to bed at night, go to sleep. I want Matthew Perna's name to be the last thing you think of and the part you played. Good for you. I don't care anymore, John. Well, you know, I I, I think that it's right righteous indignation. So it's 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 justified. You know, people people look at uh, tragedies and you know they they look at it, they they feel badly about it, but then you know they move on to the next thing and. We have to get over that as a society. We have to start understanding what that really means and and let it sink in and let this sink in and think about putting yourself in the same position. And, um, you know, I think we'd all be better off if we did that. There's, There's no such thing as closure in cases like this. No. You know, and people... You know, I, uh, I'm a true crime buff and I watch the shows and it just drives me crazy. And they say, well, there's this maybe gives the family some closure. And it's just such a lie, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so 
Were you in that phone call? Were you um, treated badly? Would you say? Were you? Were you? No. Wasn't a mocking conversation or anything like that. No, this person, this prosecutor, from what our, from what Matt's attorney had said, Matt had a sympathetic prosecutor, and I will say that he sounded regretful on the phone, as he should. Okay, I'm not going to take away or sugarcoat it any. He should be regretful. Yeah. I mean, if you're if he's under the direction of his boss, which would be Merrick Garland, um, and his boss told him this is what <clears throat> you're going to do. I've had bosses tell me something I was going to do. I've lost jobs over it because I have something <laughs> called a conscience. Yeah, you're not alone. No, I have been fired from jobs. I'm, I don't care. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm not too proud to say it. Because I stood up for something I believed in. I, I stood up for the mask mandate. I wasn't going to wear a mask to work. I ended up losing my job over it. I don't care. But right. I don't have any sympathy for this guy. He's got to live with this, as do the rest of them. And yes, they are going to have to stand before God someday and answer for their actions. But if his job meant more to him than his conscience, well then, that's Well, that's it. Him. That's it right there. You know, when I... When I, I I keep bringing up COVID because there's so many parallels, and the parallel here is the physician in the hospitals who's pushing the the protocols that's killing people, the people in the hospitals that you know are more concerned about their livelihood than they are about doing what's right. So when I look at J6, it's not only a politician. Um, what about the jailers? What about the wardens? Mm -hmm. You know what what about the uh, district attorneys and all these people are are not only enabling evil they're participating in it mm -hmm. and they can make excuses for all they want but it's not going to change the fact that they are part of the problem and they will have to answer for that whether it's here or in the afterlife and there i think you you tend to see the the next problem is well why would they do that and that is the the pull away from the family the faith and the traditional values that we have i think that that is um a big part of all this what do you say to that oh i absolutely agree and you and bringing up covid is a perfect example of how they manipulated the american public and put fear into them over that as well and um you mentioned about the nurses and and people who um, and doctors who continued this this lie, if you want to say, look what's happening right now. Look how many people are dying. People are dying suddenly every single day. Right. Are these doctors going to be held accountable? I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. My son is a nurse, and he refused the COVID uh, vaccine. He used religious exemption. He refused to have it, and now he's watching. You know, he works in hospitals and he's so thankful he didn't listen to the narrative. He didn't listen to what was being pounded into everybody every day, every celebrity and news person and, and sports people. Look what's I mean, right. people have got to start listening. They, they have to start um, investigating for themselves. Don't just sit there and take what's being given to you as as fact. It's not fact. You have to investigate. You know, Matt, Matt had a, a tattoo on his calf. It was the very first tattoo Matt got. And it was big. It was a big tattoo. 
it was a question mark. That's all it was. <laughs> and I remember when he got it. He was like 19 or 20 years old. I remember when he got it. And, you know, as a parent, his parents were like, oh, geez, Matt, you know, you had to get a tattoo. You know how you go through that. Now yeah. it's not so much a big deal when people get a tattoo, but it was a little bit of a deal. And I said, okay, Matt, you had to get a, you had to get a tattoo. Why the question mark? Kind of an odd yeah. choice. And he looked at me and he said, Aunt Jerry, question everything. <laughs> and let me tell you, he carried through that for the rest of his life because he did indeed question everything. And I questioned it right along with him. He instilled that curiosity in me. He opened my eyes to more things than I could count. And um, to this day, I, I question everything now. I don't believe the news. I don't believe anything I see. Um, there was a movie that was out, I think, in the 80s, Wag the Dog. Did you ever see yeah, that movie? Yep. Mm -hmm. That movie is exactly what they're doing to us. Yep, that's right. On a daily basis. And I'll use the Ukraine as an example. Yeah. That every time they, they came up, I, I, I would say the same thing. Wag the Dog. Yeah, well, you know, in that example in particular, just yesterday or the day before, you know, during the... Um, during the votes for speaker, which I have to tell you, I'm really disappointed in, um, you know, the, the left was attacking the 20 that stood their ground and saying, you're holding up this, our important work. And mm -hmm. I'm come to find out that one of the first things that they wanted to talk about was putting, you know, a bust of the, you know, Ukrainian president in the house wing of the Capitol. Right. Right. I mean, where, you know, where, who are you going to put that next to? I mean, it's obscene what, what the things that they're doing. And it is obscene. It yeah. is. And, uh, and as far as them holding out the 20 that held out, I give them a lot of credit. I yeah. do understand that McCarthy had to abuse, had to agree to some major stipulations. Yeah, um, well, that's the only saving grace of the whole thing, isn't it? That was the only saving grace. But, you know, it also was an eye-opener to see who stood their ground and who did. Right. Right. And and I think, you know, more and more people are are waking up. And, you know, that's why you have to keep telling the story. And you have to keep talking about the impact that all this has had. And you have to keep driving home the point that, you know, um, these things are, these consequences are permanent and people need to understand that. It's not just something that, you know, oh, well, and there's a whole nother level of um, mourning because now you have betrayal, right? You have betrayal uh, leading to mass uh, suicide, betrayal on the part of the government, betrayal on the part of the justice system itself and the um, betrayal of the the wardens and, and the and, and the guards that mistreat people um, so it's not just it's not just oh you know someone in the family committed suicide it's someone committed suicide but they also never received their constitutional rights they never, had their day to really state their case and instead of that they were drugged through their mud and the family was drugged through the mud and 
So um, what do you say to that? I mean, it, how does that, how does that part of it really make it different for you? Well, I had never gone through a suicide in a, of a family member in my life prior to this. Our family was very blessed. I have four brothers. They all have kids. None of our family, none of them had ever been in trouble for anything. None of them ever got into drugs or alcohol. They all pretty stayed, they much stayed pretty straight and narrow in our house. But one thing that my parents instilled in us, which would have been Matt's grandparents, was to speak out and to open your mouth when you don't agree with something. My mother was very politically active in her small town when she was in her heyday. And um, they always instilled in us to speak up for your rights. And we'd instill the same in our kids. And of course, Matt felt the same. They're trying to change that now. They're trying to take that away by instilling fear in the American public. I hate to say it, but they're accomplishing that. Mm -hmm. They are. You see how they are canceling people, even celebrities, you know, with with tons of money. They're canceling them. If you don't agree with what we agree with, if you don't promote what we want you to promote, we're going to cancel you. They're canceling average Americans with bank accounts that I'm understanding. People Mm -hmm. are finding that they don't have money left in their account. It's been closed. That's not being reported on either. Um. I know for a fact that they're invest they're tracing and tracking my website. It was brought up at a J6 committee hearing that my website is being tracked. I don't know if they think I'm collecting money to fund terrorists or what, but if raising money to carry on humanitarian projects is against the law, then where have we come? Where are we at at this point? Well, it's especially sickening because instead of doing their job, they're they're also allowing true terrorists to come across our border. Yes, every know, day. Looking the other way. Right. Um, um, what? And you brought up earlier the BLM and Antifa riots. No arrests. They never even arrest these people. You can steal up to nine hundred dollars in merchandise in California and not be arrested. But you can't walk into the people's house and walk out the back door without having your life ruined. And let me tell you, it's not just people that walked in because they've arrested people that didn't walk in. There are another thousand arrests coming down the pike here. Yeah, I heard 3,000 warrants, right? Uh, Right. So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the, the, I remember when Barack Obama was in office and everybody, you know, on the left compared him to Abraham Lincoln. And um, a good question is, what would Abraham Lincoln think about the people you know, entering the, the Capitol? Not the ones that did damage, but the people who were there, who were, let's face it, and I have video of it, invited in by the Capitol Police. Right. Uh, um, you know, and th- these are, I'm going to just go off on a little bit here, and that these are people who may never have been to D.C. before, and, and when you see a police officer waving you into the building, you know, you're going to think it's okay to be in there. Of course. Yeah. You know? And, 
And uh, it was basically just a big trap. It was the American Reichstag fire, like I said, you know, in Germany when they Hitler Hitler took power by burning the burning the Reichstag and and blaming the Jews and uh, blaming the communists and and uh, same thing. Um, we we Americans who believe in uh, the Bible or we believe in the Christian foundation of the country, um, that's us now. And that's what they're doing. And um, Abraham Lincoln, get, to get back to my point, was a president who allowed people uh, to come into the White House and even sleep there so that he could um, ha- have an audience with them and talk to just everyday citizens. And that was occurring even during the Civil War. Uh, so, you know, if you... <laughs> Abraham Lincoln would have said, "It is the people's house. They had the right. They have the right to go in there anytime they want, right?" And right. Um, yeah, so the, the the situation, you know, I know that um, you've been on a lot of shows that have done a lot of interviews. Um, have you seen a downtick in the amount of? Um, impact or attention that's being paid to not only MAP, but the J6ers in general? I think that with anything, as time, like as time passes, you're on two years now since January 6th occurred. People have kind of forgotten about it. And the fact that the news is not reporting on the, the number of people that are still being arrested, they're really not reporting on it. It's like out of sight, out of mind. So they'll keep continuing their their mission of arresting as many people as they want, you know. And for the most part, the American public is unaware of it. They thought this was done and over. That they there's so many people I talk to that think that everybody that was arrested already had their hands slapped and they've moved on with their lives. They have no idea. They are clueless about what's taking place. They just arrested a woman last week who was 70 years old, a great grandmother. Wow. They arrested her. I mean, this is insane, but you're not going to see that on the news because, you know, if you were to see that on the six o'clock news or CNN, where a 70 year old great grandmother was arrested, people would find that laughable. And that would bring sympathy to the J6ers, and that is right. the last thing they want to do, right. is have sympathy on the J6ers. Yeah, that the, the first image that that uh, put, brings into my brain is, you know, the footage of the the Nazis uh, rounding up old people and even pulling them by their hair down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's just and people hate that. You know, well, you you know, you bring up the Nazis or whatever, but again, there are so many parallels. The dehumanization, the um, the scapegoating, uh, the <laughs> spoken intent to depopulate the world. Oh and, yeah. You know we we have you know the things that Bill Gates has said, the things that the World Economic Forum has said and drilled on, and uh, you know basically communicated that that now the cause is not you know. Um, racism per se the cause is environmentalism mm-hmm. and 
you know, so we have these people who are who are projecting exactly what they're going to do. And when you bring it up, you're called crazy for it. Well, you know what? I saw something. It was a tweet. I don't know if you saw it. Some guy tweeted something and it went viral. Um, he said, I wish I had been a conspiracy theorist <laughs> I didn't before see I got the vaccine. Maybe I wouldn't be in fear of my life right now. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, it is very sad because I know a lot of people who have to be thinking, am I next? Right. You know, Lisa Marie Presley just died. Right. And there was speculation whether or not she had the vaccine or not. And then this morning I saw the tweet that she put out when she got, you know, basically did her duty and got the vaccine. You can't ignore this. There's been too many deaths. Right. You well, can't for, ignore the fact that it, it's related to this. Right. And, well, for anybody who hasn't seen the documentary um, Died Suddenly, it's available on my website along with uh, a few others. And uh, uh, David Sorensen, who I've had on the show here, is heads all that up at stopworldcontrol.com. So if you're not familiar with that, that's a great, just a great resource of information. I think, it, you know, what's personally heartbreaking is to be the conspiracy theorist within your family group. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you try to reach your family members and it's to the point where not only is trying to reach them kind of just shouting at the wind, but um, you start to damage your relationships with your own family members because you know what's happening and you know what's going to happen. And you're sitting there watching these people that are in your family making the decision to basically, you know, to, to definitely shorten their lives. But mm-hmm. the question is, to what extent? You see all these kids dropping and you see, you know, all the celebrities and stuff and even pilots who are flying in the air. There's examples right. of pilots dying. And, and um, it's not only fear that they're beating us down with, it's also just... Uh, like I said, the dehumanization and the um, zapping our willpower and, and this well, feeling. They're trying of, to break the American family at the same time. Right. Oh, yeah. They don't want the 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 American family. What what was one of the first things they did was, oh, you can't have Thanksgiving, you can't have Christmas, you can't have more than this many people at your house. Right. You should have bouncers that if they don't show proof of vaccination, they shouldn't be allowed to participate in your family dinner. I mean, yeah. they brought more division in this country than any president ever did. Right. Just with that alone. And, you know, the the scrutiny that you faced. I know I flew a lot during that year when Matt was arrested. I flew back and forth to Pittsburgh. I can't tell you how many times just to do damage control and to be there to support my my nephew and his dad throughout this ordeal. And I had to, you know, I had to wear a mask on the plane. And I, I don't believe in wearing one, but I had to wear bad. one. So I had a mask made. It was black and it had lettering on it. But I turned the lettering around when I got on the plane. It was just the black side showing. <laughs> then as soon as the wheels went up, I turned my mask around. And the mask, I had several of them. Yeah. One of them said, this mask is as useless as Joe Biden. <laughs> one said, this mask is bullshit. Yeah. And I would turn it around 
And the people, for the most part, they looked at me in horror. I had a few people that were like giving me the thumbs up. But the flight attendants were giving me the stink eye the minute I turned (laughs) it around. Because what were they going to do? We were already in the air. I had my mask on, you know. (laughs) Told me to wear a mask. You didn't tell me it had to be a particular mask. But they instilled that fear in you. You know, they had, we talk about the airlines. They're suffering right now. The airlines are suffering. There aren't as many available flights (laughs) as there used to be. Look at Southwest. Good. They're getting what they deserve. They're getting what they deserve, exactly, because when the whole mask mandate was was out there, a lot of these flight attendants acted like, I don't know, the Gestapo on the planes with the mask. They were mean. They were rude. You you mm-hmm. looked at them the wrong way. They had you taken off the flight. I mean, they wanted babies to have masks on. You try to get a, a, an 18-year-old yeah, right. to put a mask on her face after ripping it off. I well, saw know, people got taken off of planes for, for their children not wearing a mask. And this is I don't where, have any sympathy on the airline. Right. But. Yeah, no, me either. And and this is where it goes into, you know, parts of the discussion that we've had so far talking about you know the, the overwhelming people at, at in all directions, right? So the other the other contributing factor to all this is uh just the education system and and the lack of teaching truth and the lack of you know, teaching people civics 101 and and what their rights are and and how to stand up for themselves. So, you know, I wore a mask to a to a hospital to to go to an appointment, but I bought a mask that said communism sucks on it, a red mask. With the, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I came in and you know how they had people asking you the questions of, well, oh, have you had a fever? Blah 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 blah. Well, there was a young girl in there, probably 19ish, maybe 20. I don't know, but. She said, oh, I'm a communist. <laughs> I thought, wow, you don't even wow. know what a communist is, probably. But Probably uh, not. So the education thing is part of it as well. But, you know, this is, um, this is a, an example that needs to be continually uh, shared. So I ask anybody who sees this interview or, you know, uh, uh, goes to the website to share both and make sure that, Matt's story doesn't get lost in the in the the headlines because this is something we can never allow happen again. And um, my hope is is that people finally have had enough, and people don't riot and don't get violent, but people finally making make those phone calls and people finally interact, you know, and tell these people in government they're not going to take it anymore. So. I want to give you, you know, the last word to make sure that we have sent the message that you want to go out. Well, I just implore everybody to contact their their representatives as far as the Matthew Perna Act of 2022. And you can go to the website. Like I said, I'll be uploading a description of the bill. You've got to push hard. Let's face it, this is not going to be an easy bill to get passed. I mean, it it's not. I, I'm, I'm realistic in this. But the attention brought to the bill at the same time is going to bring attention to my nephew and the J6ers, attention that has long been lost among the media. You have to do your part in this. You may find yourself in the same shoes as my family, having a family member go through this horrific 
horrific nightmare. And if, if we stick together and we stand together and not be afraid, that is the only way that this tyranny can end. It's just going to get worse otherwise. And I just ask people to, to make their voices heard. Amen. Um, in closing, you know, I want to again remind people what your website is. So uh, give that again, please. And in any social media other than that, that you have that people can go to. Remembering Matt Perna dot com p-e-r-n-a remembering matt is the website i am on twitter again i i rejoined uh, reluctantly yeah um i am on twitter again under jerry perna and um also on facebook i'm trying to get away from facebook i do not like facebook facebook also played a major role yeah they the did cases for january 6th yeah the social media outlets are definitely culpable I mean, uh, they actually, and, and, and not to prolong this, but they actually took a piece of evidence that they obtained from Matt's Facebook page. It was an emoji of a firecracker, a bomb, and an American flag. Uh, and they used that emoji of the bomb and said it was a terroristic threat. So my feelings on Facebook aren't good. Yeah, mine either. Of course, I got, you know, uh, anything I try to put up there is in content as far as content for the show is, you know, attacked. Well, even though I have, you know, the rights to use the music that I use and stuff like that, I always get, you know, part of it chopped up because I'm violating copyright law, even though I have a membership, which includes the use of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep attacking in, in different ways in every way that they can. And, um, you know, I think, um, you have been very gracious with your time and I know it's incredibly difficult. So I want to thank you for giving me the time just to have a conversation with you and um, people need to, to push for, uh, people don't need to push for change. People need to push that our laws are enforced as they're supposed right. to be enforced. And um, you shouldn't have to push for that, but we do. So, um, Again, rememberingmattperna.com is the website. Thank you, Jerry, for being here. You're always welcome back. And I Thank tell, you, Jeff. I tell everybody this. Once you're on my show, you're a friend. And, you know, you are always free to come back and voice whatever you want to voice. Um, also, if there's something I can do, don't be afraid to reach out. And um, I really sincerely mean that. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. You're welcome. So there you have it, the interview with Jerry Perna. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, even though it's, you know, a tragic uh, subject matter, it's important. And I think that the interview really did a good job of uh, addressing the fact that everything that we're seeing, we're being attacked on multiple fronts, and that it really is up to us to make the difference individually and as of uh, as groups of of people with, you know, the the, the understanding and the drive to affirm our constitutional rights and our Declaration of Independence. And you may know that I had mentioned in a, a, another episode, maybe a couple episodes, 
that I'm working on this document, which is the Declaration of Freedom and Accountability Project, and you'll be hearing more about that in the near future. I am I haven't forgotten it. I'm just busy with the documentaries that I've been working on. And um, I showed in the ad break one the documentary uh, commercial for uh, this documentary, Breaking the Oath, the Evils of Incentivized Healthcare. That I'm trying to get done and ready and out for March 1st. So hopefully I achieve that. Um, one last thing I want to say, and I want to just say this to Jerry and, and anybody uh, who's going through something similar. So, first of all, uh, Jerry, thank you very much again for being on the show. Um, one thing I pulled out of or learned in the Celebration of Life event for Diamond yesterday was Silk's comment about, you know, her coming to an understanding as to why Diamond was called home to heaven. And her comment was that God simply needed her more. And it's... The old saying, only the good die young, seems to be uh, true in a lot of uh, a lot of what we're seeing today. And when you think about it in that sense, that uh, God is calling people home who, uh, in a spiritual form, can can be more impactful. Um, maybe that helps a little bit. I I know it helps Silk, and it was interesting to watch her talk about that. So. Anyway, uh, next week we'll be back at 4 o'clock again for episode 103. And uh, you can go to redbloodedpatriots.com uh, to check out what the next episode is about. I usually put the the uh, screen grab, the splash, the title screen that you see right up here right now for this episode. I'll have that usually up by Wednesday or Thursday. You can check it out and Please like and follow the Patriot Review. It's uh, it's awesome having you viewers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so at the website, again, redbloodedpatriots.com. If you want to support a specific project, you can let me know what project that is. Right now, if you contribute uh, $50 or more to the uh, Breaking the Oath documentary, your name will be in the credits for doing so. So if that sounds like something that you'd like to be involved in, you can check that out again. You can go to uh, my website and donate there. You can go to America First uh, Productions. So it's America Number One ST Productions.com. And that is the website that I use to really work on the documentary projects and share information about the documentaries. You can also donate there. So thank you very much for joining me and for watching this interview. I know it was a, a long show. I hope you got out of it, though, the the real truth of January 6th and the tragedies that are going on and continue to go on in the name of uh, globalism and in the name of destroying our republic. So um, hopefully you got that out of it. So we'll see you next week. And as always, you are free to leave your comments uh, on the video, and uh, you can go to the website and, and sign up there and, and keep in touch. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.